and hello. Welcome to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery, a 3103 Media production. Visit us at 3103media.com or send us email at charles at 3103media.com. Remember, 3103 is just the numbers, 3103. Everything else is letters. Today is Saturday, October 17th, 2020, and I'm your gracious and grateful host, Charles West, and I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is November 9th, 2017. That was the honest-to-God last time I had a drink. For an alcoholic like me, that's truly a miracle. This show would not even be possible without it. Anyway, welcome to today's program. Today we're bringing you the second part of a series with guest speaker Johnny Dean, here to share his story of experience, strength, and hope in recovery from alcoholism and addiction. Johnny was here to share the first part of his story in our last episode. So go back to our podcast site and go ahead and listen to part one if you haven't done so already. With that, let's go ahead and get to the program. Here's Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery, a 3103 media production. All right, welcome to Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. I'm your host, Charles West, and today is the fourth episode of this podcast. Thank you for joining, and uh, we're going to call this part two with Johnny Dean. Yeah, uh, He was here for us for the last uh, last episode of the podcast, and uh, we, we didn't quite cover everything that we wanted to cover, and, and we still have plenty to talk about. So, Johnny, mm-hmm. welcome back to the uh, podcast. Why don't you Thank introduce you. yourself and tell us uh, who you are again, remind us for the audience. Okay, uh, Johnny uh, Dean. That's that's my middle name, so I'm not breaking anonymity or anything. Um, yep, 41. Um, yeah. I guess the, you'll find out more as the story unfolds. Well, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to remember where it was whenever whenever we did leave off. I know we had um, talked about we had talked a lot about um, you know your family history in Nebraska and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had continued on down that road. I know you had, um, you know, you, you you had started blaming yourself for a lot of um, yeah, you know, the, the trouble with your parents and whatnot. Right. And well, that was I a mean, young age. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was to follow, but I did, I did, um, listen to the last episode and we'd gotten to a point to where I was running away from the, the foster homes and, uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, you, you said you were awarded the state for a while. Yeah. Just really didn't even have a home. You didn't know. Where Correct. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going. Um, Hmm. How did you find your identity in those days? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. It just didn't happen. I didn't have enough time to have any self-reflection or, um, it just, I think that was part of why I wanted to escape so much into alcohol because, uh, it, it took away everything, you know? Um, and like I'd mentioned, you know, in the last episode, I didn't even go to parties to socialize. It was only to become as, you know, blackout drunk as fast as possible. Cirrhosis by dawn, I would joke sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like that was your goal. Was to, straight was to, up. Was my, to work on it. My level of success was, um, I, I, it, it, I, I knew how successful I was depending on how drunk I was when right. I woke up. So then I can keep going. Right. You know, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I did good. 
Like you, you judge the severity of it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I remember I had a friend of mine. He he not uh, not hungover, drunk. Like, like woke, woke waking up, up still drunk. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> not hungover. Right, right, right. Yeah. So so you didn't even get to the hangover part. You're waking no. up wake up before you get there, just start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was <laughs> when I was drinking at some of my heaviest, I mean like Saturdays, right? Week weekends were big for me and I would I would I would put on like three drunks in a day. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd wake up, start drinking, pass out. Wake up, start drinking again, pass out, and then yeah. I'd start on the last one, you know, before bed. Vicious cycle. Right. I had a, had a, a friend that told me one time, we were, he, we were standing outside smoking a cigarette, and he said, you know, it takes a real man to fight to fight cancer. Oh. Like, like, I was just like, but that's just exactly what you said. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm working on my yeah. cirrhosis yeah. by dawn. Yeah. You know, and it is. It's like you sit and you laugh about it, but mm. that's not a laughing matter. No, it's not. People, no, absolutely not. People die that every single day. and. um I mean, no disrespect on the severity of the disease, but yeah. that is exactly where my mindset was and what, what, how sick I was, yeah. was I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care uh, about what I was doing to my body or, or, and just the plain disrespectfulness of the, of the, of the phrase itself, you know, like I can laugh on it now because it's just a reflection of where I was to who I am today. That's why I laugh about it. No, I'm not laughing about cirrhosis. Right. Just about who I was mentally, spiritually, physically at that moment in time. That is what was humorous to me, you know? Well, it's like the hypocrisy of the, the, there it is. Of yeah. the alcoholic yeah. mind, right? Right, yeah. You know, we think we're doing okay, mm-hmm. but we're really just no. destroying ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I learned real early in my recovery that, um, you know, as long as I drank – you know, my mind kind of stayed the same age, but mm-hmm. my body still aged. I, I, I shared that before in a, in a group, in a meeting, was I'm a 41-year-old, 15-year-old, you know, in, in body 41, but right, in, right, in right. mind I'm 15. Right. You you're, know? You're, dealing, you're dealing with a 41-year-old car, and you're trying to, you're trying to drive it as a 15-year-old. Uh, yeah, still. Right. Yes, this is true. And you're like, why does this hurt? Why does it hurt so much? Yeah. Things just start hurting that you don't, mm-hmm. don't realize. Yep, yeah. Luckily, you know, I got out when I did out of that vicious cycle. Um, and, you know, I, I, everyone always says, why, why couldn't I have found the program sooner and whatnot? But it takes what it takes. And um, so who knows? Maybe I, oh, right. But to finish that, like, I probably wouldn't have respected the, the program, you know, maybe even five years ago. But, um, but yeah, so... I, I think we'd left off when I was uh, I ran away from the the soap in a sock beatdown. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. So I left, and then um, um, I, I have. I mean, were you hurt badly over that? I mean, did you have to go to the doctor? Or you they, just had to lick your wounds and leave. Well, you know, <laughs> I uh, I don't think I slept much for the rest of that night. Yeah. Um. And you know they got me in the, in the jewels, you know. So where that, it counts. Where it counts, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, I, I couldn't go to anybody, you know. Or at least I felt that way, you know. Um, These were the other not, kids in the house. Well, yeah, and then like the, the staff, too, wouldn't. 
they would see the things happening, but they wouldn't. They would never intervene. They'd be like, "Oh, he'll he'll learn. Yeah. This is good for him." You know what I mean? Or some some something to that effect. Um, it seems like it seems like it's abuse by omission. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of turn, turning a blind eye as to yeah. to just yeah in, internal justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one of them, uh, at one of the uh, um, foster homes, it wasn't a foster, it was a halfway house. One of the, when I was still in school, he tried to wake me up by you know tapping me on my on my boys. Like, wake up for school, bud. You know, like, like he was like trying. He was like, oh, yeah, I tried to hit your stomach. I was like, no, that didn't happen that way. You, you, you did that. And you, you know, about the where it would be at. You know, while I was, you know, sleeping right. on my back or whatever. And so he's a creep, straight up. And right. and then I, w- I told people, and they're like, no, this guy is. He wouldn't do that. Right. They didn't believe me. Like I filled out a report, and the cops were like, no, this guy's background, no. Why are you making stuff up? Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. Wait, no and, one believes me. <laughs> well, and I, at, the, at, the, at the time, right. I mean, you felt helpless. You felt yeah, helpless. Yeah. So I felt betrayed by the system that was, you know, helping me. And um, Did you ever mention anything to anyone? I mean, did you ever mention it to anyone? Or I This mean, is probably the first time I've I've spoken about it in over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, probably should have been telling my sponsor these things. But <laughs> so this, this is good. This well, is that's good. The thing. I mean, well, we're talking about an authentic show here. Absolutely. This is about yeah. as authentic as it comes. And I must have been like 16, 17, somewhere around there. Maybe in between 14 and 17, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. I it, My memory is shot when it comes to, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to uh, remembering my teenage years. Uh, but yeah, I felt extremely betrayed by the system that was trying to help me. Um, so, you know, I was even more, um, enthusiastic uh, about rebelling, you know? So what is right? Okay. That's right. All right. I'm going to go do wrong now because I kn- now I know what right is. I'm going to, um, I'm going to do it this way because that's what you don't want me to do. Right. It's just rebellion just for rebellion's sake. And, um, but yeah, so when I left the other one with the, the, the soap and a sock beat down, I went downtown and then on my way there, I was getting directions to, Hey, am I going in the right direction? This, uh, this is in Omaha. This is in Omaha. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, yep, you're on the right road. Just keep going. And then, um, and come to find out, like three hours later, when I finally go there, um, I just went to a record store because it looked normal to be there. You know, right, my hair's right. all dyed and whatnot. Oh, I just look like a customer. Um, and I saw the guy that I got the directions from. He's like, hey, what's going on, dude? Did I just give you directions? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, um, I just sold my van for $2,000, man. You look like you, you're homeless. I was like, is it that obvious? <laughs> you know, and I don't know if that was the exact words that he used, but he pretty much asked if I wanted to hang out and whatnot. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm homeless too. Just sold my van for two grand. I'm about to get some acid. And I was like, really? I've never done that before. He's like, well, hang out with me. Let's go get something to eat. Yeah. 
So I hung out with this kid. He was probably a little, little bit older than I was. And that's when I did, you know, acid, you know, LSD for the first time and smoking and drinking throughout the night. And then so it comes down two weeks later, you know, um, where I'm, I've made, you know, friends and whatnot. You're spending this whole two weeks. Outside. Yeah. And using. Yeah. yeah. In Nebraska during the winter. I'm homeless. Um, then one of the one of the market rats, um, he uh, he was like, hey, man, so I've noticed you've been sleeping outside a lot and whatnot. Do you want to um, do you want to sleep in someone's floor in an apartment? I was like, are you kidding? Yes, yeah. of course I do. So um, he's like, all right, man. Yeah, cool. I, my friend, he'll he'll let you crash there at least one night. So I was like, cool, man, that's awesome. Sleep on a carpet. Let's do this instead of, you know, cold ass concrete. It was um, a luxury for you. At absolutely. Time. Oh my God. It was like going from, I don't know, like I could, it, it was just amazing how the bare minimum that we, that we think is bare minimum, it can, it can get worse. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Have you ever been outside this country? No. I, I've been to South Africa. I've been to England. Mm -hmm. um, South Africa is quite something to see. I tell people all the time, you've never seen poverty until you've been outside this country. Oh, man. Tell me about it. Yeah. The homeless here in America? Are, are, they have they, they, Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they are. They, you could probably compare them to like Donald Trump over there. Correct. You know what I mean? Or something like that. As in like value uh, monetarily or right. access to... Um, um, resources. Resources. Yeah. There it is. There the word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what well, that that's the thing is that you know they. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Right in South Africa, they have these townships. Right, and it basically a township is just as many people as you can fit in a certain area, and they hammer trash together to make mm -hmm. houses. Right? Yeah, pallets or whatever. Right. So they've got yeah, and signs. They take signs and mm -hmm. make rooms. I mean, they're very resourceful people. Yeah. But as far as the sanitation. Man. Totally different. Yeah. So there's they have these like concrete outhouses that are on like the fringes of these townships. I mean, there's like millions of people that live within square miles down there. There's a Kailicha township in, in Cape Town. There's a, the Soweto township up in Johannesburg. And I mean they're just packed to the gills. But the sanitation that knows in those townships in, involves each one of those little latrines. Oh man. Has a bucket and a towel. Oh, and in this community? In the entire community of millions of people. And the government comes by and cleans it out twice a week. Oh, my God. So the thing is, it's like, you know, when you look at when you look at resources in this country versus everywhere else in the world. Yeah. And South Africa is somewhat civilized. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of countries that don't even do that. Right. I've not, oh, man. I've not been to Nairobi, but I can't imagine that it's much, much better. better. Right. <laughs> So, um, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, you know, being homeless, yeah, that's a crappy thing in this country. Absolutely. Well, but, I mean, but you know what? my I, opinion of the homeless is kind of, cause I've been there, right. You know, I know what is available to a human being, right? A lot of them would rather stay that way and use the pity card. Correct. You know, not that I'm not saying like, you know. There are situations where people 
have horrible bad luck. Right. But I, I, I seriously would think 95% of homeless people want to stay homeless so that they can stay sick in their diseases. Yeah. Well, or, of or addiction. They're, or, or they're hiding from something. Or they're hiding. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's, it's, there's it's, some people that just don't want to be found. They don't, they're out of the system and they need to stay that way. Right, right. Yeah. There's, yeah. Um, not not every homeless person that you see uh, is is void of capability or or resources. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they can fix it if they wanted to. Right. So that's why I don't give homeless people money. Right. Like, are you hungry? Do you need some shoes? Let's go do that. Right. But I will not give right. them money. And and what's funny is how many of them say no. Right. Exactly. Because they can't yeah. buy, can't buy like, booze. Man, I can't buy booze or crack with exactly. some Nikes. Well, maybe you could, but. I don't know, but yeah, money directly. No, I won't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get to the, to the guy's apartment and, you know, come to find out whatever he was gay. It didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I eat something. Um, and then this is going to date me. I like how old I am. Uh, we, who, who was on the TV? Andrew Dice Clay. That's who was on the TV at the time. So the Dice Man. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Hickory so Dickory Doc. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that no, one, but I know it. A, this is a, <laughs> you know what? We're not syndicated, uh, so uh, yeah, we can, we can say what we want, but we can avoid those things. Too. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, so then 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 they were like, "Hey, man, do you want a beer?" I was like, "Oh, wow, a beer." That sounds good. Yeah. I had one beer, uh, and I ended up blacked out. Yeah, yeah. Are so, we sure it was beer? No, it was beer. That I oh, I mean, they it was opened, it was handed to me, yeah. you know, whatnot. You know, you know, it was like one of those moments where. Um, but this wasn't the, your first beer, though, right? I mean, no, this wasn't been, my first beer yeah. ever. No, no. Um, and you just been doing acid for a few weeks. Well, acid, smoking. I, I would, I'd already been drinking, you right. know, with, with the kids and whatnot. But um, but what I'm building up to is horrific. Um, they, 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 they did something to the beer. I, I, I blacked out. They did something to it. They drugged it. That's what I was asking. Yeah, it's, yeah. As if you know it was, it was beer. It sounds, it sounds like it was sinister. So. It, yeah, it absolutely was. So the worst thing ever you know, that could happen to someone that's blacked out. It, it happened to me, but here's the thing. I didn't figure it out uh, for years later. My mind just wasn't allowing me to think that way. It was almost like it was, I was protecting myself and maybe, maybe even God was protecting them from me. Cause if I'd actually put two and two together that they actually did that to my body while I was passed out, I probably would have murdered them. Right. You know, um, but it, it took me years later to figure it out because someone was actually going to, um, do that to someone else. Uh, years later, they're like, Hey man, I got this shit. Um, let, let's do that to this girl or whatever. And you know, these are the types of people you hang out with. Not, not by, not by choice, but just sometimes by association, you know, of, of, when you're in the, the darkness, you find other people in the dark. There it is. There it is. So, and then I said, what, what are you talking about, man? Like, yeah, this stuff will knock people out. As soon as he said that, okay, so it, the drug that he was using was in a bison bottle. Right. 
that's exactly what the other people use because I found I found the Visine bottle, an empty one. It was an it, it was a it was on the carpet where I woke up. I was like, yeah. why is this Visine bottle here? That's weird. And as soon as he said that, bam! I had that that memory of the Visine bottle right next to me. I, I, it wasn't Visine, of course. It was the right. drug, whatever they use. It's just inconspicuous so that they can have it in, on them and anywhere. Um, but it, it, I remember it taking me back to that moment. And then it, then it clicked. I was like, oh, my God, I was raped. Like, what? Um, and then... You, know, you, didn't, you didn't figure this out till years down the road. But, yeah. But surely you felt something the next day, the next morning. I mean, you you had to feel like something okay. happened. I mean, I, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and, and that might that might be part of the stuff that you know you you, you black out on these things that you you block out. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I mentioned this the other day. I, I uh, you know, to a degree, I was a victim of, as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 it's one of these things I hid. Right. For yeah. Decades and never told anybody about, and then mm-hmm. I finally did. Yeah. So I know what that feels like, that feeling of just being filthy. Right. Yeah. And and you know, by telling somebody, it kind of sets you free. You know, it It did. It did. I and mean, I I eventually got there. Right. I did. Um at in in my uh at my rehabs, um it was a separate counselor thing situation. Like, hey, this is where everybody goes when you have no insurance. We go there to get our medication, right. and they also have counseling here too. So I I got the medication and the counseling. Right. A lot of the guys did choose chose not to get the counseling, right? But I was like, no, there are some things I need to talk about that the 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 rehab criteria is not um, developed in a way to help me with that. So yeah. I knew there were other things that I had to talk about and and seek the 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 healing in that area, you know? Um, and I'm glad I did, man. I'm telling you too. Um, a part of that was, you know, what I'd shared on on the last episode was the moment I realized, like I was carrying this opinion of this person Mm -hmm. and I immediately saw that as myself as well. I'm telling you, man, that it, it dissolved. And what also dissolved was, um, my, my obsession to drink that's what i was running from hiding from was was all that the pain and the truth of what happened to me and the 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 infernal infernal of hell the infernal nature of my obsession was to just be blacked out and never think about these things like even when I wasn't drinking, dude, I was I was either playing video games or or, or being just doing something to where it wasn't quiet. I always needed something to distract me from my head, from my brain, from from thinking, because I never ever wanted to face what had happened, and um, and that could never be undone either. No, 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 no. and I'm fine with it now. You know what right. I mean? Like like it, the I I'm not. I am who I am because of my past and, and, and I, I couldn't have gotten to this with, without it happening. Yeah. You know, well, and, and you know, people like, people like us, Johnny, 
we get these things and we get to turn them into strengths. Exactly. Because we, these are these are the no, horrible things that that have that humanity has I don't want to say thrust upon us, but we've experienced in right. our different journeys through life. Yeah. Yeah. We can either sit and, and be pissy about them. Right. Or right. we can accept them and we can move on and, yeah. and show other people out I, there that they're not alone. No, I'm utterly convinced my entire past was was a, a blueprint for for um, how to help someone else right. that's been down the same road. Like I'm, when I say over it, I don't want to, I don't want to lessen what had happened right. to me, but the, the pain of it all has been so, um, relieved because of my, my new understanding about what had happened. It is it, just, it, it's all dissolved, man. And you it, take it's a, amazing. You want to take a break and come back and sure. Cause I, I think I want to find out. Did you ever confront these guys or no? no? Never? No, it never happened. Really? Nope. Nope. Well, why don't we take a break? All right. We'll come back here. It's going to be seamless for these folks. Right. Maybe we'll figure out how to fit a commercial in some other time. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come back and we'll pick up where we left off. All right. This is uh, Charles West and uh, Johnny D. And for this sure. And Over the Wall, Racing to Recovery. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. And we're back from break. Um, this is Charles, your uh, gracious host, and uh, mm. just uh, welcome back to the program. With uh, we're talking with Johnny Dean, and uh, when we left before break, um, you were talking about uh, you know unfortunate incident, mm-hmm. you know that you had um, up there in Omaha that really really had a significant impact in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'd ask you if you'd confronted the guys. No, and you no. said no. You had. That's funny that you say that though, but because um, so I found that you know I, I come to a conclusion like, oh man, man, that's that's what happened. Okay, so then years later, um, you know, I'm still trying to deal with it. Um, when was it you figured out something? I mean, immediately did you know something that happened, or was it years later that you put okay, so two and two to you know, together. when I woke up that from that morning, um, <laughs> I thought I had crap my pants, right? Mm. But, you know, I went into the bathroom to check it out and it was, mm. it was Vaseline. So, and it was, uh, orange. So there was blood that was in it. So, and that, I don't know why it didn't all click. I don't know why it didn't click then. It just didn't happen. And like I said, maybe it was just for the protection of everybody else because I don't, I don't like me when I'm angry, Yeah. you know, at, at all. Like I had mentioned before, like if I, if I had ever told myself it's okay to let go, it, I, I believe I would be in prison for murder. Um, but it didn't click for whatever reason. Um, so then the, then when the guy told me he wanted to date rape the chick with the, you know, right. the contents of the, the Vaseline bottle, the moment I saw the Vaseline bottle, that's when it, the memory activated like, Oh, Oh, that's what happened. So it was just very, the way it happened. I, I don't, I don't know why it happened the way it did, but that's just, I can't explain the reason for it. Well, and, and you know, it sounds like. It sounds like you 
encountered some predatory people. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. You know, predators, that's not, that's not our fault. No, 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 no. Predatory people are just out there. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're sick people, you know? And here's another perspective that I have on it is like, it's, it's a reciprocation of probably what happened to them. Yeah. You know, that luckily I didn't end up that way. Right. Or deal with it in that way. Like I need to go out there and, and, you know, do the same thing. Luckily, I guess the cycle stopped with me there, so I'm grateful for that. But there's a, a mindset that these sick people have, you know, that, that become predators. That you just don't end up there just because, like, this is what I'm into. Right. Like, there's things that happen to them. And, um, yeah, nobody, I'm not, nobody I'm wakes not, up and says, I'm going to become a child molester. Right, right. No, it, it's not, it's not a normal decision making process right. to just do something like that yeah. and, and again you were you were underage i mean yeah you know you you weren't sure 14 to 17 but I in mean, between there yeah all of there is still underage absolutely you were yeah. a child yeah, straight up and yeah I was, I was a child when i was i mean this guy this guy was he apparently he was born it was a it was a nice apartment it really was i mean um so he had responsibilities that allowed him to get there, you know? Um, and sure. So what I'm really trying to say is like, he knew exactly what he was doing, Yeah. you know, in the long run. Um, so yeah, you likely weren't the first. No, 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 no. Though I, I guarantee that. And, and then, uh, and then I think maybe the, the guy that invited me there was like the, the, the searcher for, Hey, this guy's perfect. Let's, let's get him right, in. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it kind of sucks because, mm-hmm. You know, this is something that happened to you years ago, mm-hmm. and here we are in 2020, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff being exposed worldwide. We've right. seen this thing at Michigan State with mm-hmm. the doctor you know, yeah. who molested all the, all the girls. Right. And then we've got, um, you know, this this clown. Weinstein. Wein, well, we got Weinstein, or, and, and, and then... Uh, and then uh, Man, I can't even. And Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. yeah. The guy. The guy up in New York that yeah. you know, basically was using Victoria's Secret as a as a uh, harvesting field. Man. You know, <laughs> and it, and just the thing is, there's there's a network of people out there. There's sick people. There's powerful people like that. And like you say, these people knew how to attract people like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, my situation was absolutely desperate. I mean, right. you know, like. Who knows if I, like, maybe something worse would have happened. Right. You know, maybe that was just the least of the worst that right. could have happened. Maybe I could have gotten, I don't know, killed somehow right. out there or frozen to death. Because this was the dead winter of right. Nebraska. So, I was I was totally uh, um, desperate for, for protection. So... Of, of the elements so so what so what happened from there i mean you wake up that morning and what what does life become like from that moment well i mean i when i tell you like i did it didn't click it yeah. it did not click what happened i i just i refused to believe that i was a victim it, it wasn't even that it, it just it didn't it just it never came to my head about the possibilities yeah I guess I was that naive 
or whatever. Right. But well, you were you were young and innocent. Yeah. That was a that was yeah. a theft of innocence. Right, right. But you know, um, I, I I forgive the guy. I honestly do. Like, I I believe that he was a victim of something at at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I have no ill will against him. Or gay people, for that matter. I don't have like this resentment against gay people. Well, this isn't a gay thing, though. No, right, right, right. This isn't a gay thing. I mean, but, I mean, but gay or gay or straight, predators are predators. You violate the no, law. right, right. But I'm not. But I'm saying like I, I didn't use that as an excuse to hate a, right. a group of people. Right, right, right. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I, I, I don't have any any ill will towards a, a right. group of people because of what happened to me. Right. Oh, which would be very easy to do. Absolutely. Yeah, right. it'd be the easy way out. Right. Um, but we, so, is there a possibility that that they could still be out there doing this? Uh, well, I mean, of course, I hope not. But yeah, man, see that's and I, and, and and here's I got really lucky too. Is like I didn't score any any life altering diseases. You know what I mean? Well, right. right. <laughs> well, and this was a long time ago when yeah that was you know rampant. Well, rampant. You know, people weren't taking precautions. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. And. I'm sure they didn't take care with you. They didn't care about you. Right, right, yeah. Because that, that was it. That was the last time I saw the the, the, the kid that, uh, the, the market rat that I saw that invited me over. I never saw him again. And then I never, of course, saw the the the, the predator. I never saw him again. Um, and then maybe like a week later, I, uh, I was still homeless. I, I was out there for about a month. Um. I really can't remember where, where it was I was staying after that. Uh, it's probably different parties or whatever that I would find myself at. But then I eventually got caught when a girl had run away from home. And I didn't know she was a runaway. She was just another market rat. And then um, her parents were actually actively looking for her um, in, the, in the old market. And um, then the the cops had, uh, or she had given the cops, the parents had given the cops, you know, her picture. And, um, they asked me if I'd seen her. And I was like, um, yeah, she's over there or whatever it was that I said. And she went back to her parents. But then the cops were like, well, so who are you? Do you have ID? I was like, oh, here we go. So then I got taken in, I got taken back into the foster homes. So that was the, I guess the, because you had run away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had an APB out for me. So. And so what was that? How long were you gone? Two um, three months? No, I was, I, I'd ran away from that. Uh, what was the name of that place? The Newport home. I believe it was called in Omaha. The one that did the, the um, full metal jacket beat down on me. Um, that was called the Newport home. And then I think I was homeless for about a month. And then the cops saw who I was. Gotcha. And then I went back in, and they said if I ever ran away again, I would go to um, Kearney, which is where uh, it's pretty much prison for delinquents. Right. Um, and then you get held there until it's time to go to uh, real prison. <laughs> so I would have... If I had, if I had ran away again, I probably would have ended up by Freedom Bridge. <laughs> right. So you, so you ended up going back into the foster system. Yeah, yeah. Was it a better experience or? Yeah, for the most part, I think. 
and I, I never, I never, I never shared um, any of the the situations that that happened, the beatdown or the rape or anything like that. I just, I just, want, I didn't want to talk about it. Well, at that time, I didn't even realize I was raped, but like the, I didn't, I just didn't tell anybody. Probably because no one, I felt like no one believed me because of the first guy. Right. So I just, I just kept shit to myself, you know, and um, it made it easier to self-medicate give me a reason to to not talk and and just keep drinking let's just deal with it this way um where where were you getting your supply from wherever i could right um like i said i had older friends you know um once you go down you know homelessness is such a wide range of age you know demographics so I, i was able to have like 50, 60 year old friends, you know, while right. I was homeless and they were cool and they would give me beer or whatever. Right. Smoke weed with me. Um, so, I mean, that, that's how I was able to keep that going. But and then, um, we, oh man, lost my train of thought. Well, no, you were talking about, talking about going back into the, into the foster care. Oh, system, right, right. Right. Yeah. So I, I went back in and then. And everything was fine. Um, you said you weren't. You said you never told anybody about what you were doing. Just went back in and kind of, I guess, kept the rest to yourself and yep. finished your time out. Yep, yep. And I would still bounce around. I think I bounced around like to like three or four more places. Um, but the best one that I ever went to, oh man, Mary Nash. I hope she's still around. I hope she finds that. You know, here I am. Maybe she's listening. Man, I hope so. Mary Nash was so cool. Um, Mary she, Nash, if you're listening, look us up. Send us an email. We'll we'll, we'll hook you and Johnny back up. Yeah. Um, uh, she would just be drinking her, her Pepsi and having her cigarettes and cussing and yelling. Um, but but in, in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, if, if she got mad at you and she was cussing, that means she cared. You know right. what I mean? Like. Well, she's but, keeping, keeping law and order, it sounds yeah, like, in the neighborhood, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And she had a son that lived across the street, and I'd go over there and, um, you know, play video games and stuff, and he had a nickname, Bang. So, um... Bang Nash. Bang, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was actually the, the first, like, my first experience with, like, soul food. Mary Nash, she was so good at, at cooking. I, I had chitlins. Yeah. For the first time there, it was. It this was, is in Omaha still. This is in Omaha, yeah, yeah. And um, I had a couple cool, you know, foster brothers and whatnot, and it, it just, it just started to get better, just because I guess God was like, Artie's already been through enough. Let's just. Right. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, and then I eventually went to the Nebraska's Children Foundation and. Um, and then that was the last place I went to. And then I, I stopped becoming a ward of the state. They gave me back to my mom when I was 19. It, it's, Even it's, though it, you're a legal adult by then. No, no, no. 19 is in Nebraska. Really? Yeah. It is when the, the, it's through your age of 18 and then on your 19th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a technicality. I didn't yeah. know existed up there. Yeah. So, so you're, you're not a legal adult until you turn 19. The, apparently that's the way it worked. Um, that, that's because that's what happened. 
kind of want to check the constitution on that one. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know. Knows? It may be different nowadays. Yeah. It probably could be. That's just what I remember. Um, if you're within, with the state of Nebraska, please let us know what the, uh, what the legal age is. Yeah. Th- I don't know if my situation was different because I was ward of the state. Right. I, I don't know. Um, but then I started, you know, living with my mother and that, that got little, uh, r- really rocky, you know, at times. And I would still, and what was, I, I got, what I got was she doing while you were in. Okay. Well, my mom, uh, she had hepatitis C, um, and she was, she was dying slowly, you right. know, during this entire time in which I, I didn't know, you know, um, I just knew she was sick, but I didn't realize how sick she was. Um, but I was, I was, I guess I was mad at her for being sick, you know, even though it wasn't her fault. Right. I was just mad at the sickness and really not her, but it was still connected to her. And, um. Uh, you know, there's like, I mean, I know she'd be, she'd be so proud of me now. I, I, I know that for a fact. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she could see you now, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, you just, you go through life and you just like, you, you, you think on things and I'm not like beating myself up. Things happen the way that they do, you know? Um, but I can find solace in the fact that it happened the way that it did. And I'm, I'm at a, a level of acceptance is that that's, it's just the yeah. story. That's just the way it's, it was always going to be right. with these situations. You know, so they, they took you away from her. You became a ward of the state mm-hmm. and then you went back to her and she was sick. Mm-hmm. Terminally mm-hmm. ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then see, a lot of stuff is really foggy because I'm telling you, like I I, I I did a number to my memory like right. badly, um, with chemical dependency. You'll do that, man. You know, traumatic experience. Yeah, that too. Like there's like sections of memory that yeah, <laughs> uh, footage lost. Like right. if you're reading a or watching an old old movie and then like there's like a a blank space footage lost. And, right. you know, like that's, that's a, like a lot of my, um, uh, mid teens to early twenties yeah. is, is a lot of that. I have, I have pictures of myself at my daughter's third birthday party mm-hmm. and I don't remember being there. Right. And it yeah. was, it was because, um, this is during my first marriage, but, um, I was convinced through, uh, I had was convinced by somebody else that I was needing drugs for depression. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went through some depression medications and it totally sent me down the river. I tell people all the time, I woke up and I was divorced. Man. My life completely changed because of the chemicals that I was Yeah. On. And there's spots in my life I don't even remember. Yeah, straight and, up. And, and I do. I've got pictures of me at my daughter's third birthday party. It was a little princess castle party. Man. I don't remember being there. Man. It's one of the only things in my life I can't. It's just that space and time. So it wow. is frightening. Yeah, you're totally. Like, you're like, I know I was alive during that spot. Right, because I'm here now, but I don't remember being there. Right, yeah. exactly. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's like it's like those times whenever you're, you're you know, you're driving in the car, mm-hmm. and you just realize, wait a minute, I'm driving. How did I get in the yeah. car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, yeah, I mean, you, you've got... You're, you're, you know, with everything that you described, you know, that part of your life, mm-hmm. 
there's so much going on. And mm-hmm. You're so young at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to just become a soup of agony, you know, and frustration sure. and, and, you know, confusion. Where am I? Where am I living? Who am I? Right. Yeah. You know, who, who are your influences? Right. You, you, you bounced around to so many houses. You mm-hmm. probably probably had 40 or 50 people that, you know, at some point in time during that were responsible for you or not. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That's got to be a lot for a, a kid your age to handle. Sure, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. I don't think I, w- I was ever there. Uh, av- I was never mentally available to any of those yeah. people anyway that it didn't even matter. Um, but so when I went to, you know, live with my mother again, I'm probably, you know, I'm 19, 20-ish. And then uh, I tried to go live with my dad, you know, afterwards. Um, That didn't work out. Um, And that's when I came down here from Nebraska. I I tried to finish school because I couldn't finish school. I was, I was bouncing around too much in the foster homes. It was, it was just weird. I mean, there were, I would try to go to school, but I was running away way too much. It just didn't happen. So I tried to finish it down here. Um, it didn't work out. I uh, eventually got kicked out of my dad's. He just didn't like the way. He never. He's 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 you know told me like I love you because I have to, but I don't like you. You know stuff like that. And um, how does that make you feel? Um. Here's the thing, man. When it comes to like bad stuff that's happened to me, and I think it's probably what my mom did for me was someone always has it worse. Someone will always have it worse than you. So don't, don't get lost in your, in your own pity, you know, like understand like the, the world and life is not fair. Don't ever let those things decide how you're supposed to feel, you know, like your circumstances, situations, those are all going to disappear eventually. They're all finite. You know, this is only for now. I, I think, I was living a program kind of in a way or, or, or like some of the sayings that we find in the program, like this too shall pass. I think my mom may have been an AA, you know, a little bit because the way the, some of the stuff that she said right. or, or may have heard, um, I think, uh, came from this program. But it, it, as far as like how someone makes me feel with words or actions, it's like, I feel sorry for you. Like, why, why are you treating me like this? Like, right. You're, you must not like yourself. You know, well, it, stuff like that's really hard though to hear from your father. Right? Yeah, I but mean, it, there, there wasn't enough. There wasn't. There was me. never. Yeah, no, I get that. But there was never enough emotional investment into him as a human being right. that anything that he said was already invalid. Right. So it was just like, okay, whatever. You don't like me, whatever. I don't like you either. So, right. <laughs> so it didn't. It didn't really bother me. Um, but it. it but you know, but it was still an excuse right. to behave as if it did. Right. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it was like, all gotta, right, this is where I can go drink now, and everyone can be uh, accepting of my situation, and 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 like, oh, he's just a you know messed up kid. Look what his dad said. Um, but I would I would fully take advantage of the situations when 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 typically this is supposed to make someone feel bad. I I will react in, in a way just so that I can get drunk. Right. 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 You right, know. Right. Right. This is my cue. Excellent. Thank you. 
Thank you, life, for treating me so right. bad. So now I can drink. So maybe, maybe, maybe there's a part of you that looked at it as a gift. Like, right. Thank, Absolutely. Thank God I've got. Yeah, this another coupon. Father, that's not worth a shit. Because yeah. That's going to allow me to do that. I, I can do. drink for the rest of my right. life on that yeah. alone. People you know, will feel sympathy for me. Yeah. Forever. Right. Exactly. Right. And we use that. Oh man, we're so good at using <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand what I've been through. Right. You know, I've. I, if you, if I, you had to go through what I've had to go through, you'd drink too. You'd yeah. smoke too. You'd yeah. shoot too. Yeah. Right. You'd do all these things. You'd go, you'd gamble too, right? You, you'd have unprotected sex too. Yeah. All these things. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Um, only to, you know, get what I wanted. Right. Which is, which is to be blacked out. Pretty much, it's so weird. It's like, I really all, in a way, it's just like, I just want to be dead. Right. You know? I just want to be dead, but I don't want to, I don't want to be dead. It's, just, right. it's like a, this contradiction. It's like, because it's fun to feel, you know, drunk or high or whatever. It, there's a level of fun yeah. and a, addictiveness, but I only want to be alive so that I can go back and do it again. Right. That's it. I, I, I used the phrase recently with my wife. I said, you know, I, I want to be alive or dead. I'm sick as being stuck between the two. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. For some reason, that made sense to me. It's like I'm yeah. sitting here like, you know, there's things that are keeping me from being alive, but, man, I'm trying. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be stuck here forever, so if dead's the only other option, let's go with that. You know? Right. And I'm like, who thinks like that? Right, yeah. But, you know, for me, as a recovering alcoholic, mm -hmm. that's a completely, totally valid thought. Yeah, straight and up. When I was drinking, that's how I dealt with stuff. You mm -hmm. know, if I couldn't, if I didn't want to deal with it, man, I'm just going to drink until I ain't got to worry about it. No until more. it's until it's no longer in my head. Right, exactly. And I can just move on and. I'm going to turn it into whatever. Turn it into a big fluffy marshmallow. Yeah. Pass out and yeah. We'll see you guys later. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. And, and then it's still there. You got to face it the next day or the next day or the next day or if somebody somebody else takes care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, you know, after after sobriety, you got to deal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's still it's all still there. It's all yeah. still factual, you know. Um, but yeah, so I left my dad's, and that is when the career really began. Really? Oh hell yeah! When I was about twenty, um, it hadn't even hadn't even reached legal age yet. No, and it's already off to the races. Man, was it ever! I, I was doing everything then. Um, Coke, meth, acid, weed, liquor, beer. Um, uh, I, th I think I did PCP one time. Um, For those who don't know what PCP is, it's angel dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at, what I like to say in rehab was, what, what's your DOC? What's your drug of choice? I was like, what do you got? <laughs> Whatever's on hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my that was my DOC. Um it didn't matter how dangerous it was. It was how how close can I get to death without dying? Because that's fun. That was that was your goal. It, yeah, doing drugs is kind of like skydiving. It's, you get that 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 rush of not knowing what this is gonna do to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And you mess up most people, right? That keeps people right from doing it. But you know, there's <laughs> there's a certain 
element of people out there that like you know fuck it let's see what happens yep let's yep. roll let's Let, roll the let, dice let's do this yeah you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't right and um god had more plans for me than that yeah. so uh but yeah a lot of debauchery from when i left it was just like all right no one can tell me what to do anymore right. i'm my own man now yeah. um so Kind of a segue here. Where mm-hmm. was where was God in your life at that point in time? Um, nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Um, man, like. <laughs> I mean, when you go back, even... what, what was your what was your okay okay what was your stance on God? What was your experience? Okay, so the lot of the, a lot of the music that I was listening to, you know, was anti-Christian. Really. Oh yeah, uh, celebrating the anti-Christian lifestyle in a way to where I had to make it a point to make uh, Christians or or whoever goody two shoes people uh, become afraid of me or or <laughs> or um, that's not too hard to do. No, no. And I and I enjoyed it. I reveled in it. I I wanted to be evil, all the way. Like, who? Without without any kind of um, holding back. Like, I would say some just ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, just blasphemous, just. One one of I wrote a lot of poetry, and one of the things that I that I said in my poetry was, um, um, how did it go? As I as I scream blasphemous things up above, I now blame everything I hate on love, and that was like because I knew like people said God was love, so right. I was like, just whatever it is that I can say. I'm I'm blaming God for and um and all of his creation I hate it. You know, even me. And but that's the thing too, is like I always knew God was there. Yeah, it was like I say you're acknowledging his yeah, existence, yeah, right? Yeah, you never I, denied and, it. You yeah. just were like, you know I know you're listening, so here's what I got to say to you. You know? <laughs> like But I never did anything, of course, you know, good with it. Um I can just I remember one night too, walking past the church drunk. Um, I saw on the the little advertisement for the church that, oh, I, dang it, I wish I could remember the actual scripture, but only only joys in the Lord, right? You know, and I got mad at that, and I was I was um, I was listening to music, drinking a beer, walking in the middle of the street at like twelve thirty one one thirty in the morning. I was like, I'm having joy right now. I'm like yelling at the church, you know, whatever. This is joy for me. It's not this. You're not in this, you know. <laughs> you're out there yelling at the church. Sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you look back on it now? Was that it's joy? ridiculous? Oh no, no, not at all. But you were a fool. You were a fool. Oh man, I, I, I'll show you fun. I'm <laughs> yeah, you throw that can at. Yeah, yeah. Um, out there arguing with the church. Yeah, yelling at nobody. Right. Well, I mean, I knew I was yelling at God. Right. You know, I knew I was. Um, 
It's so funny. He's always had me realize that he's there. It's really weird. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've always known he was there yeah. and always listening. It's crazy. Like you never doubted. No, it wasn't. Yeah. The, yeah. And I come to find out, I, ha- I believe I had like the gift of faith. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. You know, um, I've never, I've never doubted God either. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been mad at him. Um, I've never blamed him for anything. Mm-hmm. I, I've, you know, and it, for me though, I, I was, I have a very strong religious background. I was raised in a huge Southern Baptist church. So I was educated in it. Doesn't sound like that was the case for you, Mm-mm. but I don't think that's necessary. I, I, I do. I, no. believe, I believe that there is, this is just me. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, God is present within every single one of us. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you believe it or not. Yeah. And the way that I usually refer friends, colleagues, family to that is think about your conscience. Right. right? Think about your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Anytime anybody has a quandary on their hands, do I do this or do I do that or do I do this third option or how many of it, right? Right. You have a gut feeling, right? Your gut feeling says take option B, right? Mm-hmm. Take option B, take option B. And you're like, man, but I want to do option A or I want to do option C. Mm-hmm. Or if I do option A, it's better than B in this regard or option C is even better than the other two. Yeah. So we rationalize. But yeah. Gut but feeling, where, but gut, where, yeah, where's the, the final weight, the final kicker come from? Right. Gut feeling is telling you to do option B. Yeah. And if you look at all those decisions in reverse, right. reflecting on your life, yeah, that conscience, that gut feeling was always what you should have done. Yep. It wasn't always what you did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was. You're like, yeah, I'm totally going with it, what my gut's telling me on this one. And even then you're unsure. Like you might have been more sure about option A or C, but you knew to go with B and you did, and it worked out. Or you went with A and C. And you should have gone with B. Yeah. And and, and and that discussion I've had with numerous people, and it, it, that stemmed that stemmed from a, a situation I had with some friends here 20 plus years ago where they were looking at moving back home to their families, mm-hmm. but all their friends were here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And so I asked them, I said, what's your gut tell you to do? They said, well, we should move back home. Mm. And that's what they ended up doing, and that was exactly what they should have done. They right. they needed to be near family, not friends, and they were trying to rationalize. Yeah, staying here. Right. right. You know, as an as an alcoholic, man, we rationalize some stupid stuff. <laughs> we do ridiculously stupid stuff. And you know what? There's so many times my gut has said you need to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Or you should not do that. Don't talk to that girl. Right. <laughs> don't, or, right. Don't. don't throw eggs at that cop car. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't toilet paper that house. Right, right. I, don't steal that car. There's, that's a good one. I know somebody yeah. who stole a fire truck. That's... It wasn't not me. Wow. Uh-huh. I, I was right. blown away. That's impressive. That Out is... Out of a fire station. That's pretty... Wow. Female. Stole a fire truck straight up. She's got some balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. It's like, at what point in time, as you're climbing up in the fire truck, do you think, yeah. you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing this? Man. And, and at the same time, how do you know to drive a fire truck? That's... that. Yeah, right? It's got to be a little bit more complicated than a... Hmm. How do you get it out of the fire station? Anyway, 
I heard the story and I was like, I'm really impressed with stealing a fire truck. But I, you know, there should be something that we get inside that says, don't steal that fire truck. Right. As an alcoholic, I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you know how do you, the, the, the fun value is about to happen right, right now? Right, 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 right. What, yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, man. I mean, we're not even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do the let's do that now and then think about it later. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, here's a, the opportunity to steal a fire truck. Don't come along very often. No, it doesn't. I, you know, I can see the appeal. I, I understand exactly. the appeal, even as a very sober, God-fearing man right now. I can't guarantee that I wouldn't steal a fire truck right now, given the opportunity. I know I would not. <laughs> come on, don't. <laughs> <laughs> At least take if, it for a And you know, if, here's the thing: if Let's I had say, to, you know, steal it to go put the fire out on a school or a church, right. yeah, I'm doing I mean, it. If, if the fire, if they're falling down on the job, I just hope someone more experienced is around to where God doesn't have to possess me to go steal a fire truck. Right. But, but if, if so, I, I'm open to be that vessel. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a story some other time. Cause it's, it's really involved, but right out there in that street corner in front of us, right out yeah. the window behind us, there was a dude that I looked out one morning, I got out of the shower was stretching in front of the window <laughs> and I, I looked out and there was a dude with a 55 Chevrolet on fire in the street. What? I went and got the fire extinguisher, ran out there and put his fire out in his car. I mean, naked. It was a classic car. No, I wasn't naked. Oh. I, I, was, I, was, I was completely dressed, fresh oh. out of the shower, but ready to attack what? the day. I'm not standing oh. nude in my front window. <laughs> well, you did see yeah. you got dressed, if, but anyway. If that, if that would have happened, there would have been two fires to put out. Oh, man, tell me about Maybe it. Maybe three. Yeah. So, but I did. I put this guy's car fire, and, and it wasn't just. It wasn't like somebody's Honda that was stuck yeah. there, right? This is a fifty foot. This Chevrolet. needs to be put out now. I have photos of this. We can share. That's crazy. Yeah. Fort Worth Fire Fire Department showed up like ten minutes later. Mm-hmm. I was like, guys, the job's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> All they did was put kitty litter down. So oh that wow! Wouldn't, so so that, it wouldn't start so any wouldn't new fires. In, well, no. So it wouldn't run into the drainage ditch or the the storm sewer because huh. like, there was stuff leaking out of the car oh yeah, yeah. so they, oh, they don't want that yeah they didn't want that, that oh. flammable stuff going into the that would right. cause some serious right damage wow right so you know i guess you could say at that point in time and i know we've gotten way off base here but right you know what they weren't doing their job i was the one that put the fire out so what why couldn't i take the fire truck home with me there you go you know what guys you deserved it i know I earned the fire truck. I love that game. I deserve it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you guys really aren't using it. Yeah. yeah. You guys weren't using I it. I will use that a lot better. Right. Even though you've had training. Exactly. I'm going to convince you that I deserve it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I just literally, I don't want to put the fires out. I just want to drive the truck around. Yeah. So anyway. But uh, yeah. Enough on that. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, we do. We rationalize things. Yeah, we do. You know, and, and so... You know, you look back on your life and you think about, um, you know, the things you should have done this. Mm-hmm. You should have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point in your life, man, there your gut was telling you to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my experience is we're so confused as teenagers. Right. We're so confused as young adults. And um, I, I know... I know from dealing with this elsewhere in my family that young adults, their brain's not fully developed no. until they're 25 or 26. Wow. I you did know? a lot of damage to mine then. Right. And, and that's the thing. It's like you're you're not 
fully capable of making completely rational decisions, decisions. Yeah. until you're in your mid-20s. Wow. You know, well, I guess you're well on your way by the time you're 18, so right. I guess it's fair. Right. But, so, you know, the thing is, think about how many mistakes we all make before that age because mm-hmm. we're not able to make clear decisions. No. I look back on stuff I did all the time. And I'm like, well, I clearly wasn't using my head, or I was right. thinking about something, right? Right. You look back on the time you're 18, you're like, well, I'm invincible. I'm going to live forever. Yeah. That was like, Absolutely. Three, that was like three days ago. Oh, yeah. Know? Right. <laughs> you, you blink and you're 45. Yep. Whoa, so, here we go. I know. So, you know, that's what happens when you when you spend a lot of time drinking. You know, life passes you by. Oh, man. Does it ever. So you... Uh, Ooh, I can never get that back, but that's okay. We're about an hour into the program. You want to take a break? You want to um, keep rolling? Do you want to uh, you want to want to come back and and finish it off and think about another episode? the The best movies always have trilogies. That's true. I think so. If I remember correctly, I had just left my dad's place. Yeah, and you were you had left your dad's place, and you said that's when the wheels really fell off. That's yeah, when you went off to the races. Correct. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to pick up with going to the races? No. Let's keep we're, going then. Well, no, we. I think um, so that I can I can ponder on this a little more. Yeah. I think we we should end the episode. That's a, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think we've got enough material here. Yeah. Um, man. I think some people are going to get benefit out of this. I think so too. You know, it's it's hard to talk about some of the stuff that we're talking about. I'm telling you, I didn't want to do this today. I did not feel a want to do it, but I knew I had to do it. Right. Well, who wants to talk about this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like I say, you're not alone. You're not alone sitting in this room. Yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't about making Johnny okay. And well, it is, it actually is, but. I have to put my story out there, man. Right. Like, what? That's the whole, that's the whole purpose of, you know, of my life now. Johnny, let's say knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. living the life you've lived now, right? Where you're at now, mm-hmm. having gone through all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's shit. It's right? straight up. Yeah. You know, you see, let's say somebody running for a political office, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to say the president of the United States because we got some pretty bad examples of that right now. Okay. But. So you look for a perfect politician, mm-hmm. right? Or you look for a perfect candidate, mm-hmm. or you look for a perfect leader for your organization. Okay. You show me somebody who's perfect, and I'll show you somebody that's never been through some shit. Right. Hmm. I want somebody that's been through some shit. Yeah. Leading yeah. the organization, because if you haven't, oh man, yeah, if you haven't persevered, if you haven't faced adversity, if you haven't, if you haven't realized that you're likely going to fail at most everything you do. Mm-hmm. If you think you can just succeed, you don't need to be leading the organization, whatever that is. Whether Straight up. Whether it's the I had, post office or the country, because if yeah. you haven't screwed up yet, you're going to. Right, right. <laughs> I had a realization that maybe, you know, there's a lot of um, opinions about rich people and what they do with their money and, oh man, you're evil because you have all this money. So, but but there's a nickname that the, that these rich people get, the one percent. Right. What if they're the one percent because they never gave up, and ninety nine percent people do. Right. You know, 
they just stop or, or they die or whatever tragic happen tragic thing happens to them but i believe a lot of the 1% is they got to where they wanted by never giving up right so I don't know what that ha- what that has to do with anything right now. You know, I'll throw something out there. We can we can continue this yeah. as well in the next episode because we could go on a long diatribe with this. But think about what one percent is. That's one percent of a measurement of finances. Mm. Right? So they're 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 measured as one percent as far as their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. The wealthiest one percent. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Money is a measurement that humans have invented. Oh, wow, right? right? So you're talking about a 1% on a measurement of a human a human statistic. Mm-hmm, okay. I have always been of the opinion, my theory, uh, and I can make an argument for this, money's not real. No. Not real at all. No. I the mean, only, we, make, thing, we make I, it real. I, I mean... Can, I can pull out a dollar, right? Yeah. Now, and I don't know if I have one because, you know, I'm, I'm poor and I'm sitting here looking through my man wallet. No, I don't have a dollar in there. Um, but well, I can pull out a dollar here. What makes it worth a dollar? Is because, because I said so. Because you say so. Because yeah. Because somebody, the Federal Reserve, says it's worth yeah. a dollar. And that's right. only a note. I mean, it's not even real money. Exactly. It's fiat money. It represents. Yeah. It represents the amount owed. It's a representation of an imaginary value. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like it's, no, like, it's I, like football, I, right? Football, we go out and we make a precise measurement of an approximate spot of the football. Oh, man. Hey, that might be a first down. Well, it was... It's based on where that dude put the ball. Wow. We don't know where that is. So we're going to measure it precisely, even though approximately. it's an approximate <laughs> yeah. spot. So precisely approximate. Money, yeah. Right, if I could pull out a euro from my wallet or... You know, mm-hmm. whatever you have from any other country around the world. Oh, yeah. It's only worth what people say it is. Correct. It's like that scene from um, Castaway when he finds his wallet. Right. It has, like, all the $100 bills, and he's, like, out in the middle of nowhere. What's it matter? Exactly. It's, like, it's absolutely worthless. Right. Doesn't he use it for to make a fire? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think he uses it. And, and, you know, what's the old, like, that's, that's funny. The, the old Indian... Sorry, Native American. We're not here to offend anybody. I grew, uh-huh. up, I grew up playing cowboys and Indians. I don't know. Same where, here. Same I don't here. know where, where that got to be wrong. PC culture. Well, it's fine. But you know what? I'm going to assume that cowboy Indians grew up playing cowboys and Indians too. It's just the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With cops and robbers, man, that was a game we played. Yeah, it was. Right. I I like to be the robber more than the cop sometimes, but the other time you like to be the cop. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to be good to be good. It's good to be bad. Yeah. Um, and man, I really forget where I was going with this. Oh, the old Indian saying, right, is that sooner or later, white man is going to figure out he can't eat money. Whoa. Right. I mean, the, you know, the native people live off the land. They produce from the land. It, nobody owned the land. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Western civilization moves in and puts a stake in it and says, no, this is my property. Yeah. You can move off to your reservation. Right. I mean, that's literally what we did as a yeah, nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is push them into a, a territory. And then we started taking that territory from them. But before that, nobody owned the land. It was God's land. Right. right? And, and you know what? It still is. I'll regardless. Tell you, from a recovery standpoint, mm-hmm. Native Americans have a different program than you and I because of the, view on the afterlife because of the view in God. 
Oh, wow. I, I don't know what all those differences are, but I know that AA does look different on the reservation than it does oh. for the rest of us. Huh. Exactly. So, hmm. I, and I'd like, you know, I'd love to have somebody on the program to that talk about those That would be cool. Things. Yeah. Um, because it, it does. I mean, a, a huge part of the program is your belief yeah. in a higher power, your belief in God. Mm-hmm. And for Native Americans, traditionally, that's different than the way Western civilization looks at it. So it makes the program different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, that's a discussion for another time. But, um, I do. I think what we should do is get off next time talking about where where it went off to the races with you. Okay. And we can it's, give you some time it, it, to think the, about the, that. The sun is about to rise, so it doesn't yeah. it doesn't stay this bad for for much much longer. But right. But um. But that's what people need to hear. Yeah, John. absolutely. They yeah. need to hear how dark it got. No, and it, it did. It truly, truly did. Um. All I want to all I want to do is to be honest yeah. and and help somebody. That's it. Yeah. That's my end goal, my end game. Yeah. So what would you say to the listeners out there? I know we're not done telling your story, but right. you know, if they want to get in touch with you, I mean, have you got an email address? Have you got yeah. something where they can reach out because I mean, it, it's it's a fair game, man. You can you can ask her whatever you want on the show and just say, "Hey, if you'd like to hear from these people, tell them how to reach out to you. You know, or we can publicize that too. You can give it to me later, and I can just put it in the comments or whatever. Yeah, let's go ahead and put it in the comments. Okay. I think I want to um, kind of want to keep that information private for now. Yeah, or make a separate email. There you go for for this hotmail that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can um, even. There's other places. We'll we'll figure out an email. We'll we'll put it in there. Yeah, for people but I, I do I do want people to contact me. That would yeah. be cool. Um. But as far as something I would say is, um, as for right now, I think stop making excuses, please. Please stop making excuses because they're going to kill you. And um, if you have any secrets, talk about them because those will kill you too. Um, Man, those things are... That was the best thing is getting rid of all those secrets. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't keep those to yourself because those are... um, those could, th- those are in fact more dangerous than the the drugs you're putting into your body, because right. those that is the reason why you keep using those things. Right. Well, you start the stack of those lies gets taller. Yeah. Yeah. You got to drink more to cover them up. Yeah. So those stack of bodies gets higher. You got to use more dirt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it, you think right. you, you think you got them covered up, and then they start no. rising to the top and stinking. The, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thanks for being on the show again today. Look forward to part three. Absolutely. And uh, we will talk to you uh, soon. Thanks for uh, joining us for uh, Over the Wall Racing to Recovery. Hope that this has helped somebody today, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for uh, joining in. Have a wonderful day. And God, God bless, bless you, you all. all. We hope that helps someone who's listening today, whenever and wherever you are. We also earnestly hope you'll continue listening and supporting us here at 3103 Media, both spiritually and financially. This will be a place with the focus on sharing experience, strength, and hope for others in recovery and how they can overcome the fear that's holding them back from actually living. It's been said that most people die having never really lived. Choose to live. Choose love. Choose God. Choose to trust Him. Those constitute the first leap over the wall necessary to get you racing toward recovery. 
Are you brave enough to take such a leap of faith? You never know. The life you change might just be your own. Thank you again for listening. Over the Wall Racing to Recovery is a 3103 media production. Once more, my name is Charles, and I'm an alcoholic. Email me, charles at 3103media.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can also be found on the web with links to all content at 3103media.com. Until next time, keep the rubber side down, hit your marks, and may God's speed bring you home in one piece. Amen.